Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is designed to get us into God's Word every day. For our podcast listeners, to get us studying God's Word, to think about all of those rich teachings and truths every day for, oh, just a few minutes, about 13 minutes or so. But even that short period of time, it helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And it also helps us to stay focused on a relationship with God, on our souls, to have a more spiritual mindset, to be able to better and more effectively deal with what the day throws at us. Now, you know people in your life, probably within your own family, in fact, who need to change their focus, who need to start thinking about their relationship with God, about their souls, about eternity, because it's coming. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but make that commitment. Follow through. Start sharing today with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with everybody you can. What a great blessing to help somebody get to heaven by getting them into God's word. But that's also a great blessing for you. So follow through. Start sharing today. We're going to continue our study talking about thankfulness. Do you have anything to be thankful for? Well, we've talked about how many people think in a basic response to that question, no, I don't really have much, if anything, to be thankful for because they're just looking at life from a negative perspective. They think life has beaten them down. They think things are so bad in their lives, but they don't stop and recognize all of the positives that are there. And they are there. They are there. Well, what does the Apostle Paul say to the Christian? 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, give thanks in all things. Be thankful in all things. See, a Christian can do that. A Christian can have that mindset. He's not saying there that we should be thankful for every circumstance, every specific circumstance that happens in our lives. And we talked about those. They can be any number of negatives. You can get very ill, you can break a leg, you can lose your job, you can, the economy can crush you in some way so that you go broke, you can have a bad car accident and get injured. Well, those are things that you, that Paul is not talking about. He's not saying be thankful for that car accident, be thankful for breaking your leg, be thankful for losing your job, but he's saying a Christian a Christian who is focused on eternity with God, who is focused on his relationship with God, can be thankful in all circumstances because he's a Christian and he knows where he's going. I've told the story many times, I've shared it in teaching about an old man I knew many, many years ago who had become a Christian late in life. He had lived a pretty rough and ungodly life previously. He became good friends with another older man who also had lived that same basic kind of life, ungodly, worldly. Late in life, they both had become Christians and became good friends. 
The older man, I believe he was older than the other one, even though they both were advanced in years. But the older man, because of his former life, the way he had lived, he had done some damage to his body. And so he was facing a surgery that could have gone either way. The surgery was to repair one of his internal organs, I believe, try to help it to heal and be able to operate effectively and efficiently as God had designed it to do. But I think the doctors had given him a 50-50 chance. And so his friend, again, who had lived a similar worldly hard life before becoming a Christian, stood with him there one day as he was in the hospital, I believe, and said, are you scared? And the older man said, no. If everything goes well, then I'll be better. That'll be good. If it doesn't go well and I die, I'll go be with the Lord, and that'll be good. What a great attitude. He knew that even facing that potentially life-threatening surgery, he could be thankful in all things. He could be thankful because he knew that whatever happened, whether it was successful or not successful, even if he died, oh, he would receive the ultimate of blessings, the reality of being in heaven with God for all of eternity. In Philippians chapter 1, the apostle Paul was in jail. He was a prisoner in Rome. He wrote that particular letter in Philippians, and oh, what an upbeat, positive, toned letter that is. In chapter 1, he talks about whether he was going to be executed or released. And he seemed to indicate that he expected that he would probably be released. But he also stated his own preference. If it was up to him, he'd rather die and be with the Lord in heaven. But he thought God had more for him to do here on this earth in spreading the gospel, and he expected to be probably released. And he was. See, if we look beneath the surface, we can find so much in our lives for which to be thankful. The psalmist in Psalm 100, beginning with verse 1, wrote these words. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. In other words, everybody, everywhere, in every generation. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. There is no one in our life like God. When you're looking for goodness, when you're trying to think, is there anything good in my life? Think about God. Without God, there is no standard of true goodness. But remember what Jesus said 
in Matthew chapter 5, uh, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45, God is good not just to the righteous, not just to the godly, but he's good also to those who are unjust, to the ungodly, in that he blesses them with things that they need just to sustain their lives, such as rain. He sends the rain on the just and the unjust, sunshine on the godly and the ungodly, but now we ought to see those blessings, those good things, as being blessings, recognize that they are blessings from God, and we ought to be thankful. And they ought to motivate us to walk with God, to serve him, to obey him, to be Christians. God has created us unique from everything else we see around us. In Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27, when God was ready to make man, after he had made all the other animals, after he had set the sun, the moon, and the stars in place, after he had brought forth the green vegetation on the earth, after he had put the birds in the air and the fishes in the sea, he said, now let us make man in our image. He did not say that about anything else that he had created. After our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Why? Why could we have that position of dominion over all other life forms? Because God created us in his image after his likeness. God is spirit, and he created us with a spiritual being, a soul within our physical bodies. So we could look forward to eternity with him in heaven if we will walk with him faithfully and obediently in this life. The psalmist in Psalm 95, beginning with verse 1, wrote this. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms, for the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. And that second, gods is lowercase g, because there are no true gods other than God himself. God is the God. In the Revelation, Revelation 7 Beginning with verse, with verse 11, we read this about how God has prepared heaven to be for us if we will walk with him in this life, on this earth. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Oh, heaven is going to be a place. Heaven is a place of eternal thanksgiving. And look at verse 16. There shall, in heaven, they shall neither hunger anymore or thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat, for the lamb is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them 
Lead them to living fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What a place heaven is, and what a home it will be for us if we walk with and serve God here in this life on this earth. We have so much for which to be thankful, even in prospect, looking forward to eternity in heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for blessing us so much in every way. Help us to open our eyes and see that we have so much good in our lives and that everything that is truly good is a blessing from you, Father. And guide us, help us to give our lives back to you for the life and the blessings you give to us and the promise of eternal life you have waiting for us if we will walk with you here faithfully in this life. Help people to open their eyes and see, Father. We pray. Please forgive us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.